0: welcome back to another episode of the open mat social hour podcast today we have the whole squad here so we have daisuke and chris what's up guys thanks for being here what up yeah yeah. what up what up yeah so today we have a chat on a very interesting topic about the challenges that we see during rehab more specific for the jujitsu athlete so excited to get into it and i'll kind of kick it off so one of the things that I noticed that is um, something that people have a hard time with, not just in jujitsu, but in general with rehab, is uh, focusing too much on the like biomechanical side of everything and then not focusing enough on the lifestyle things that could be contributing to some of their problems. And so talking about like low-hanging fruit. Um, looking at their sleep, looking at their nutrition, their stress. Um, if they increased some type of volume recently, if they started a new activity recently, these are all things that I think contribute to someone's, maybe an onset of some type of discomfort, pain, based off of um, maybe their medical history, injury history or something. And when we neglect that or we forget to address those things, it's easy to fall into the rabbit hole of like, I just need to do this stretch or I just need to do this exercise and it's going to cure me instead of looking at um, some of the more my- macro things that may have a bigger impact over time.
1: Yeah. What do you I guys def- think? Yeah. I definitely agree with that because, you know, well, now that, you know, as far as physical therapy and rehab goes, it's gotten moving away from the, wholly biomechanical model and going more so into like the biopsychosocial model so that it kind of starts to encompass all the things that you just talked about and but at the same time it's kind of hard too right because that's not necessarily our full scope of practice too when it comes to like psychological things and sociological things and stuff like that but at least we can talk about it with our patients and our clients and stuff just to see the person as a whole instead of just this physical model of what we would see in a textbook because we don't we're all kind of different, right? So um, yeah, I think that does play, a, if anything, probably a larger part than just the physical side of things when it comes to rehab.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And pain is so complex that like we've talked about in other episodes that pain can be um heightened or resolved by a lot of different things. And so looking at it from different angles is super helpful.
1: Yeah, because sometimes I've had a patient in the past where know he came in with a certain injury and it was getting better we were rehabbing it for quite a while and then I think that person's like mother passed away and then like that following week like nothing else has changed right from a physical standpoint everything was going great um was back on the mat and stuff and but like these things happen and it takes a pretty detrimental mental stress um to your body and that started to bring on some of those symptoms too, regardless of any other changes. So yeah, I think it does play a very, very large part sometimes, not all the time, but
0: yeah. Definitely. And I think as, as um, rehab professionals, as physical therapists, it's our job to be able to understand that, of course, we have to look at things from all like a biomechanical and a psychosocial side, but then um, being able to emphasize more of the longevity piece which encompasses the fact that like chris talks about all this time, all talks about this all the time on his instagram too is like wellness is a lifelong thing and if you can t- take care of some of these little um things that maybe people don't think about all the time but say oh well, let me let me just be more intentional with my nutrition maybe be more intentional with my sleep like those things can clear up a lot of issues mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Kind of going along what you guys are saying. I mean, I, I feel like I'm going to reiterate it a bunch, but it's like people in school, we we talk about like, you know, don't treat the whole in the patient. Like don't just treat the person as like, Oh, this person is a knee. Like this, their knee problem. This just, it's just a person with a bad knee. Right. It's like, no, it, it's like, it, it is a person in front of you. You have to look at all of the different um, things that could go along with their rehab. Cause like, Diana, you, you talk about this, like sometimes is like, you have to be a patient that like was sleeping three hours and you're like, I'm just going to get them to start sleeping more. Right. Cause sleep has easily like the biggest recovery tool as like more sleep research comes out. Um, you have to look at all these different parts that go along with things. And that's, I think tough for not only just jujitsu people, but like a lot of people, it's like, how do I start taking care of myself and adulting is hard. <laughs> it's, it's a tough thing, but, um, I would say that like, I think challenges to rehab for jujitsu people is kind of being in tune with themselves, right? Along the jujitsu journey, you start to get more involved with like who you are as a person, like the philosophy and stuff that jujitsu is like really important. And when you start to start being more uh, looking within yourself and understanding like, what's going on with my body, what's going on with my injury, my journey along this injury, starting to recover, right? You're like, okay, I'm getting more more introspective about my body. And I think that is something that's cool that comes out along your journey. So you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that, like, you know, I didn't know I could feel this strong before. I didn't know I could do these kinds of things. So there's, like, the whole confidence aspect that comes out of rehab. But then it's also a challenge, too, because sometimes you're like, I don't really know how to do X, Y, and Z. Like, I don't think I can do that. So uh, there's mental blocks and then mental, like, mental to physical connection. And that kind of thing It's like, I've never lifted like this before. I don't new, do that. And so sometimes like you give, <laughs> you give like a patient an exercise or something. You're like, yeah, do this, do this, like, you know, one thing. And then they go home and they do it and then they come back. And they're like, Hey, I've been doing it like this. Right. And it's completely wrong. You're like, Oh man, I like, I thought I was like, supposed to. T- I thought I taught it, taught it to you correctly, but like, you know, I just, we have to tune it back. So those are some, some interesting points, I guess, for challenges with rehab.
0: Yeah, that's a good um segue into an, a different challenge, which is um, kind of being able to learn about your body throughout this process. And I think like jujitsu in itself is a movement practice and rehab we can also see as a movement practice. So when like you mentioned, Chris, that people a lot of jujitsu people haven't lifted or they have very low um. Was it called like fitness age? When it comes to being in the gym, uh, there is a a challenge of being able to be kind of similar to when you first start jiu-jitsu. You're like, what is this? I don't really know what's going on. And then you go into the gym, and then it's, now it's like another um, learning curve that needs to be be served by the by the client. But that that typically is something that it just takes time and some um, good coaching. And then a lot of times people will will just naturally pick up the uh, that type of movement practice. Is there anything else that you guys have seen that are challenges within the the realm of somebody going through rehab that's specifically jiu-jitsu? Uh,
1: this, well, it, it might not just be for jiu-jitsu, but I probably see it more commonly, is like managing how much they're training training volume, training frequency, training intensity, whatever it may be with in combination with all the stuff that we just talked about previously about sleep and nutrition and stuff, right? Because when you first start out, well, everyone probably here knows too, like when you first start out, it's so much fun. Granted, you're getting your ass beat all the time. But like, you know, it's something new. And it's fun. It's novel. And you want to be on the mat as as frequently as possible, because you want to get better and you don't want to get just wrecked every single time you're in there on the mat, but it's still always fun. So you stay on there, but you start to neglect a lot of the other qualities that are involved with training in general, which is gonna be, you know, the sleep, the mental uh, hygiene, the sleep hygiene and all that kind of stuff like that. And I think managing that all in combination starts to get very, like just messed up, I guess, for the most part Um, and, Um, trying to communicate that with some of these clients that are a little bit challenging at the very beginning, but I think once they, most of the time, once they start, you know, managing their high intensity days and their low intensity days and making sure that they are kind of going through that type of, um, sequence and allowing their body to recover in between, they tend to learn things a lot better. They start, their body starts to feel a lot better, their injury Risk management obviously starts to slow down too, and it starts to get lower. So they're actually be able to go onto the mat for a lot longer and more consistently. And that I think at the end of it all, like from our perspective too, right, we want to create sustainable athletes as much as possible and making sure that the longevity is there. Cause sometimes obviously the short term is important. There's a competition coming up. We got to bust our ass off. We have to get prepared for it. And like, that makes sense. But at the end of it all, if we, if the goal is competing, you want to compete more, right so but if we're getting hurt basically over and over and over again not allowing ourselves to get better the long-term goal is not no longer there anymore so i think it starts to become a lot more important on just making sure that we are taking care of ourselves in between each of our practice sessions are we doing our strength training are we sprinting are we doing our plyometrics obviously there's a lot of factors involved in it but athletes like BJJ athletes are still athletes right so we still have to take care of ourselves just as how football players would soccer players would gets a little challenging because there aren't like clear seasons unfortunately but there are seasons of at least competitions that are consistent every single year so you can obviously start to program certain things a little bit better plan for certain things a little bit better and just making sure that you're always staying ready is I think difficult but important.
0: Absolutely. Sometimes I think about um, exactly what you said Daisuke and I wonder if like one of the roots of um, you know injuries over and over again or not being able to manage volume of course it comes down part of it to just being so excited to train and wanting to be on the mats but there's like this tendency to like want to rush everything mm-hmm. so like when um I mean, I'm guilty of this too, wanting to rush the jujitsu process of like, I want to get to the next level and I want to do these things. But um, understanding now more and more as I continue to train that things just take time and you have to be patient. And that entire principle fall, falls into rehab as well. And we made a short episode about this recently about why patience is so hard during rehab. But um, going back to that is like, when we are going through different rehab process like rehab i guess the um phases and then there's guidelines in terms of hey you can go back at this time or you can do this at this time um it's really important to be able to follow those guidelines and follow the restrictions follow the the constraints at least in the moment and that's something we talk to our clients all the time about which is look our our goal is not to get you not to keep you off the mats as far as like you know if if we can keep you off the mats for as short of a duration as possible, that's always our goal, but we have to make sure that we're responsible for your safety and we have to make sure that we're responsible for your, like your outcomes. So in order for that to happen, we need you to be able to kind of listen to our guidelines. Mm -hmm. And that comes with realizing of not wanting to rush the process. And a lot of times, like if let's say, like you, like you said, our goal is to create longevity within athletes, sustainable athleticism. Um, we also know that that takes time as well. Mm -hmm. So being able to have the innate like reminder that having patience, not rushing, letting the process kind of play out, having um, goals in between that help you measure your progress is more important than anything.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump on another topic because I know you guys... Um, covered that one so well (laughs) I don't feel like I have much to add but uh, as I think another uh, challenging aspect of rehab for the jiu-jitsu athlete is like what what is defined as rehab for the jiu-jitsu athlete like what do they see as rehab because I think there's a lot of myths and um, misconceptions about like rehabilitation because I think you know me going through jiu-jitsu for so long now and like it's like oh And I've been on the other side. I've been on that jujitsu athlete spectrum. I was like, Oh man, if I just like rub CBD on it, this pain will go away. If I foam roll for like 20 minutes, that'll like, you know, get the knots and adhesions out. Like if I should do this or like, it's a lot of like, what does rehab look like and what is effective? And I think that the short term relief of a lot of things is appealing and it helps. But then when it just becomes chronic and painful, then it's like, okay, these things are not like helpful for me anymore or and i know that that's kind of our job here as open men open physios we're kind of changing the landscape of like what does rehab look like for these athletes but i think for a lot of people it's still like i don't know what proper rehab looks like and uh that i think in itself is just a big challenge
0: yeah part of part of that i um and that's a great great point that you made chris is um one of the one of the biggest contributing factors to why that is such a big challenge is, I think stems from our um, social media being so just an information overload and how there's just a lot of different opinions and a lot of different things that are on there that and also just like us being such a capitalist capitalism um, like society people are always trying to sell stuff right people are trying to sell quick fixes and all these things so it's natural for for these people to come out and try to sell these like devices or these like methods that can bring some type of like quick solution to someone's pain because solution is what they want. So I think at at the end of the day, it just comes down to being able to at least for us um, take pride in the fact that we try to put out content that is evidence-based and we try to put on content that is realistic and being able um, to, have dialogue to create conversation around this type of stuff instead of just saying no, you're wrong or shaming people for thinking that way. Like I think it's so um, it's an easy way to get the message across when you just say you're not right, I'm right, and all that. But instead, if we can just create some dialogue of say, why do you why do you think like that and um, allow our clients to be seen or people to be seen, and then they can start to change their mind themselves, that is a much more effective way to change the way that they think so um the mindset behind it for sure makes a big difference um another like challenge that I see I think is just like a pretty normal challenge for all of us is uh consistency so just like anything in jiu-jitsu in consistency is really hard and um daisuke kind of touched on this too earlier which is in the beginning, it's hard to get someone to understand the importance of some of these things. But once they start seeing results, they start to buy in. And then when they start to buy in, then it's a lot easier to get um, to, to move the ball along. But consistency is something that I think everyone struggles with. Um, But then we always have to fall back on the very, very reliable principle that the fact that if you're consistent with something over a long period of time, chances are you're going to make progress towards that specific goal. So um, that is a really, really big challenge, but also something that people know how to fix. It's just a matter of being able to see the value in that and being able to see the value and actually striving for that, that specific outcome.
1: Yeah. It's definitely easier said than done. Always, always definitely. easier
0: said than done, you know?
1: I mean, I'm guilty of it too, right? Like I've been <laughs> out for a long time and I'm going to get back on the mat now, now that I'm, you know, moving to Santa Fe and stuff. But uh yeah I'm definitely guilty of that. But you know like I've spent like my years on the mat and I know the value of it and I know how fun it is and stuff so like it's our it's still in there. It's just you know life happens and it kind of takes you off on the mat for a little bit but the mat's always there and everyone's usually like you know very welcoming too so on that note I'm pretty excited about getting back onto the mat.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um and that's the thing with with consistency is like even through the life challenges to kind of be able to circle back to it, I think is a beautiful thing. And especially when it comes to a short-term like rehab type of situation, it's even more important to be consistent. That way uh, you can kind of resolve whatever you're dealing with. That way you can go back to being consistent with jiu because if you're not consistent with what you're doing short-term for the injury that you have or pain that you have, then you're not going to be able to, develop the skills or develop the habits to be able to have longevity, which ultimately is the goal. Right. I think yeah, we touched be... on a, sorry, go ahead, Chris.
2: Oh no, I was just saying, I want to be old as heck when I'm doing this. I want to be like crotchety still on the mat. <laughs> yeah.
0: We all want to be old and rolling together still. And Chris competing in masters 10 <laughs> black, <laughs> black belt masters. Yeah. <laughs> Do some of those, um, Matt? I think, um, what is it? The oldest I've seen, Master Eight. Wait, it's pretty incredible. So Brown belts, Master Eights. So I'm like, oh, sh- let's go. They're still like out there competing, out there putting their their um their skills to the test, and it's actually really inspiring. Oh yeah, <laughs> Hella funny. Um, I think we touched on a lot of really great challenges that we see in rehab and, and gave some tips on how to work through some of these challenges again just to reiterate that a lot of these are, are easier said than done but that's why having somebody to just be able to guide you and help you um, talk through certain things work on having a plan and all that is the best way to go about it because then you don't feel like you're alone trying to tackle all of these things at once um, and being able to look at these challenges and see them as opportunities to actually work towards your outcome is more powerful than anything. So any last words, guys?
1: Um, kind of like touching on what Chris was saying earlier, like rehab can be fun too. <laughs> you know, it really just kind of depends on who you go to and stuff. like it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be the same things um on a sheet that they give you like day in and day out like, you know, we, at least us three and a lot of PTs out there too, especially a lot of our mentors and stuff like, you know, a lot of the things that we create for them is really specific towards them and their specific goals and as a person too. So, um, I mean, like if you come to my rehab sessions, it basically looks like we're just working out. So a lot of the people, you know, especially with athletes and stuff, you know, they have this, this notion that, oh, this is going to be really boring. They're just going to like rub my leg and stuff. And I'm going to be out of there in like 15, 20 minutes or something. They're going to pass me along, but that's not necessarily always the case. So I think there's a shift that's happening in the, our field too. It's going to take some time obviously, but I think in that sense, social media is also helping because it is showing that aspect of rehab. So hopefully people are listening to this and understanding that it doesn't have to be, you know, how it was in the past things are changing so
0: yeah we're not gonna rub your leg yeah how <laughs> <laughs> about yeah. you chris
2: yeah no it's uh it's good it's it's important to keep all these things in mind and you know it's fun to think about but if you're needing some rehab get started asap there's no time like the present to start taking care of yourself and feeling better
0: love that that is something that i think you know we never hear people say like oh i wish i waited longer to like address this so um
1: but yeah.
0: thank you guys for jumping on um always appreciate the team being able to talk about some of these topics especially within the world of jujitsu and and how some of these lifestyle things within jiu can affect how we uh view rehab and all that but um yeah, that's our episode for today. If you guys have any questions, hit us up on IG. You can find us all there. And um, if not, then thanks for tuning in and we will see you at the next episode. Bye.
2: Bye.